he says based on your clothes and what i saw you wearing i could tell that you're low maintenance sure. can you yeah. imagine if someone yeah. could tell yeah. you like that to you low, low maintenance yeah bomba clap <laughs> Hi guys, and um, welcome to the first episode of the Who Said That Though podcast. Um, so I'll be your host for this episode, Zeti here, and have Zama, um, Paul and Litsa, and everyone will be looking after hey, hey, their hey, respective hey. segment. Oh, hi ladies. we looking after respect- <laughs> their respective segments on the show. So how's everybody doing? Yeah. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> Happy hump day, oh, guys. Good. Good. <laughs> the Wednesday show. Yeah, we're all just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> doing great. Now, you know when it's midweek and you feel like the weekend was long ago and it's not close enough and you're just like, I can't see the light. I can't see it. But anyway, we push through. We do. We push, we, we push. So what, what was yeah. the weekend like? Did anyone do anything interesting? I feel like it's just starting to get calmer, you know, when uh, it felt Karma. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like in terms of scheduling and having plans, initially oh, it felt like, okay, yeah. there was a lot going on. Everyone wants to do something. And now it's just like, okay, what are we actually doing? On on Saturday, the hottest, hottest day, I didn't have much to do with myself. Uh, it was just on Sunday no. when it was slightly <laughs> chilly. I yeah. no, yeah. I was with them for the most part. Yeah, we, we were together I mean, this weekend. But like to begin I mean, with those things... On Saturday morning, we went to the PAX event. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? Well, How I'm can you forget, to, Zay? I can try to forget. <laughs> just block out that trauma. <laughs> it was like the 3K run, the boxing, the self-defense. I mean, at one point, me and Zay were dancing when we were supposed to be doing it. <laughs> oh, me too. You know what? Perfect. I think... A major achievement was showing up for us, especially Most definitely. <laughs> when I had to I get up at 5.30. I was like, excuse me, why is this happening to Wait, me? what time did the event start? At 7. seven. So we literally had to be up at 5.30 because we were coming from the other side of the world. No, because obviously as an organizer, wow. Zama had to be there earlier. So obviously so I was rolling with Zama and she ah. pulled me into this early wake up gang of hers and I had to be there. I mean, they did well. It was well, fun, though. It? It no, was it was fun. amazing. Thank you. We were dying, but it was fun. I mean, we all woke up with <laughs> sore bodies on Sunday, except for Zakes. I don't oh. know, Zakes. Zakes, I still woke up with the sore body yesterday. I don't know how <laughs> you woke up the next day and you were okay. <laughs> when you're standing, when everyone else is doing exercise, that's what happens. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> That is no, actually, spicy. can I just say that it's because I rested on Saturday. That's literally the reason. But I feel like the next that day is always the, the hardest day. No, no, don't worry. My body is, you know, just does that. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I rested. Sure. I took a three-hour nap on Saturday afternoon. So by Sunday, I was like feeling all right. Obviously, a few pains here and there when you're walking up the stairs. But nothing too serious. That was fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul, no, the if, you're, if you're still in pain today, I don't know now. Nah, that's like four days later. No, so like I was exercising. Um, no. So I was exercising the day before yesterday, which added to it. But like, I feel like 
even though there were parts where me and you were dancing and then you know you were standing I was sitting there were bits in there that I really got into it (laughs) I really got into it so like I really felt it in my thighs I really did so I feel like guys you just need to be consistent now and just you know come to the Saturday run Okay, I wouldn't yeah, go that far. About that over there. Because <laughs> also, we did about a walk. That. We did a walk. There was no running. It was a speed walk. It was a speed walk. walk. You can do oh. <laughs> But no, it was a lot of fun for the most yeah. part. We went to Branch, to oh, Pablo. Yes, we also did that, the, didn't uh, we? The new Pablo, which was quite nice. Enjoyed then we popped into to Santin Mall. Yeah. Hey, you man did a lot, actually. Then we went out at... And then we went at. Ah. And then we went at. Ah, ah. It was cutie. Was nice. It was cutie. Yeah, it was. It was a lovely weekend. But prior to that, we did go. Um, just a shout out to Langham of listening party last Thursday. Oh My yes, you man God. had all the occasions hey, on your agenda for the week. Like, <laughs> anything it was beautiful. <laughs> no, important. Like that man. Oh. I mean, I'm so grateful. There's no man who's doing that for me right now, so... <laughs> it was a cute yes. date night, yeah. wasn't it? Wow. We took now. each other out. This <laughs> is PG-13, and what's going on now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it was that such a good one. night out. We looked it so was. beautiful. No, you guys did, oh my gosh, that picture... Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, I'm not so keen on that picture, but yeah, it it was beautiful. I thought you night. changed your mind when I saw Zama uploaded it. I was like, oh no. Sometimes I did. I did tell Zama because... you can diddy crop me out, but she I refused to diddy crop me out. Look how that would diddy crop me out. You know, diddy crop me out. But no, it was lovely, and you know, beautiful thanks to Johnny Walker and uh, Langama. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um. Had some of us sat there going, you know, this could be us, but you're playing, but it was cutie nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. I hope this could be us, but you're playing. Yeah, and about, what about you guys? Wow, thanks, guys. You just went thanks. and like, you get up to? pooped everything. Now, what do we say that's going to talk this week? <laughs> <laughs> I was all just sharp. <laughs> just keep it moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, no, it's, I don't know. Maybe you did something. I've, I've got, I haven't got much to tell. Um, well, actually, yeah, I did something really exciting. I um, I waited for my COVID test results, which yes. was really fun. And then I got them back, of course. And I uh, I do have the old clothes. Oh, so, oh, oh amazing. We were actually talking about it this evening. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Mrs. heard back just yet. Yes, got them back and we're all good. Amazing. Well, so that's you know, exciting weekend as always, guys. I mean, <laughs> considering the state of things there, we're literally just watching the news right now, and they're like fourteen thousand new cases. I'm like, make it make sense. I don't know what kind of lockdown is going to be happening there, but I, I mean, I don't know if there even will be one because it's still. You know, like every day they're like, oh yeah, new measures, maybe. But, yeah. I don't know, I whatever don't know. Boris says, mate, at this point is just fine. <laughs> you know I, mean? I feel like we have our own issues here because you guys saw on Twitter that tin roof uh, spot in Cape Town was trending. I think oh, it was gosh. like 67 kids got infected because they were selling cheap boots. Yo, they had like a big cheaters for like in. 10 rand. Mm. And Gosh, yeah, they they do they want alcohol to be banned for everyone again? 
I feel like they're doing their part. Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like we're also on our way. I feel like there's so many cases like that, though, where people go out to a specific venue location and they all get it, but it's Mm. not being reported on. There's no way that this is one of like 50,000 raves that have been happening and Uh, this is the one that's been. The videos that were also circulating of brands in Cape Town where no one is literally wearing a mask. There's about 3,000 people in one space. Wow. So honestly, like, that's just happening everywhere at this point. (sighs) Just don't know. Anyway. It is thoughts and prayers to us all. Oh, what it is thoughts and prayers to us all. That's complex. Sorry, Zakes. How was your weekend? I, I took over that one. No, I, I did get to chime in here and there with um, Paul's um, exercise story, and as you can tell, it was such a treat. <laughs> it was but it was actually mm-hmm. such a really good day though well good good morning um a great event by the pack and just amazing amazing, amazing. stories that i can tell about it because it's just yeah so no but they just amazing. always come through <laughs> with these these kinds of events they I can just imagine for their running community how much it does for them as well so Mm-hmm. Indeed. Big up the pack. You you um, taught us real life life skills. Also, just saying. I mean, yeah, exactly. Now we know oh, how to handle these dogy. <laughs> well, you guys had too much fun with that Wait. knife scenario, but here Wait. we are. In this. Well, Sama I like she took off two of my nails, but <laughs> what was going oh, on? <laughs> Sounds sorry, thanks. Sorry, thanks. Um, and then what happened? Uh, Sunday, you had I your birthday meetup. Well, yeah, it was a uh, kind of a birthday thing, but not really because it's been so long. Also, um, so yeah, we met up for a lunch, and it just felt like it was an it's just great to see everyone again because it had also been a while with lockdown and our lives. It just hasn't happened that we saw each, we've seen each other in a while. So I got to hang out with actually ex-colleagues turned mates <laughs> so it was a treat Aww, um, nice. and it was just such a night a lovely group of people and i just yeah they're just so good so it was a really nice sunday yeah. though it was like Aww. chilly we had the rain it was miserable we all decided no we're gonna definitely go out mm-hmm. still and did nothing spend the spend, spend the afternoon together the in bed. <laughs> yeah no i can imagine when i looked out in the morning i was like where are you going dude but of course it was worth it. So it was just, yeah, such a, a really nice one. And the fact that you're indoors, having a nice lunch, you can get home, laze around. That's all I needed. That is all I needed. And I had nice. the contender for the best uh, porn risotto. So that was also a bit of a treat. So yeah, I had a, I had, I actually had a really yeah, good weekend. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. All right. Mm. That out of the way. Um. So um, I'm going to move into my segment, uh, which is the current affairs black twitter uh segment just talking about what's been happening on the twitter streets it's happening on the news that kind of thing and i do think there's a conversation that has um dominated headlines and and our twitter streets for the past about a week or so um and it continues Mm -hmm. to develop and i think at a time where everyone thought that we were getting to a point of resolution or some level of justice then it just feels like everything is starting over again from a process perspective because the solutions that are being presented aren't sufficient. 
So I'm making reference to the uh, SARS um, Nigeria conversation, SARS slash what's now become SWAT, mm-hmm. right? So it's just that how that conversation yeah. has evolved over the past week. Um, we obviously it had this started a, um, a while ago. What we say a while ago, but I think the developments that we have seen over the past couple of days makes it definitely worth talking about still and really just driving that awareness and people doing their part to change this the the, the mm. state of affairs there because yeah it's absolutely mm. wild so yeah just uh, uh, i i caught up on it um really got to because it's also one thing when you see the headlines or you see someone posting a one-liner or a sentence on something but just really diving into the whys and i guess the essence of it is the the reform that is being promised from a SARS perspective. So you say, mm. these guys, okay, you're going to disband the, the entire thing. It's done. Everyone can can rest assured that they don't have to worry about that and it's no longer a threat. But then on the, on the other hand, you're taking those same people that you're saying you're going to, well, the, the, the structure that you're going to disband, the people that are part of that structure, you're now going to move them into another unit, basically. Which is basically Which, the same exactly. thing. Mm-hmm. And you obviously, they're obviously going to drive yeah. the same ideas. So really, you're not doing anything. So I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, on, that entire, on that entire thing. Because we are still seeing people getting shot and a lot of violence uh, from the protests um, on that front. Pretty mad. As opposed to from a, p- a policing perspective mm-hmm. or like law enforcement, we, we really keep having to go back to these conversations about what what should and shouldn't be allowed. And I suppose if the state's not backing us, then it's just so easy for things to just, you know, continue on. Like now you're seeing it, it's just going to evolve into something new. It's not really addressing the the problem mm, itself. Yeah. I think like it's, it's such a pattern, right? Across the continent, yeah. you know, in South Africa, there was, what was it at the beginning of, of lockdown? What are they called guys? Oh, Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. They were also, um, mistreating people and like literally misusing their power against the the people that pay for them to even exist and it's just these old you know structures that just need to be burnt down and i've got so much respect for nigerian millennials and gen z going out there and going we're not having this anymore and i really i really wish that it, it it becomes like a movement like it did with um at the beginning um, of the, what you call it? Uh, at the end of the, what you call it? The noughties with the Arab Spring. You know, I really hope that it then sparks that for the continent, whether that happens or not, I don't know. But like for them to go, no, we're not having this anymore. And I feel like that should happen for Zimbabwe. That should happen for South Africa. That should happen elsewhere. Like guys, like we can stand up for ourselves because this is getting out of hand. Because it will just continue. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I I wonder what the developments will be because they literally just did that for PR. And I, I don't know, like, I, I'm starting to feel like, you, do you genuinely feel like we're dum-dums? Like, oh, no, it's disbanded. Okay, but now it's what exact, it exists. Like, what does that mean? It's crazy. I, I think I need to echo what you said in Paul around, you know, people coming together and actually standing for one thing. Um, I think hmm. Nigerians have done that well in Nigeria, outside of Nigeria. I saw, um, you know, from the Brit, the Brit side, 
with everyone coming together mm. and marching to the Nigerian consulates, they got WizKid mm. and everyone got involved. Um, mm. Which for me is something that I think we as South Africans struggle with. Um, you know, mm. things come up here yeah, at the beginning of lockdown. We had, for instance, the gender-based violence uh, protests. But here we are. Yeah. It's women only that are at these protests. There's 10 of us. Um, there's no real backing. So the idea mm. of just kind of coming together for one cause for me is something that I've just got to, yeah, no, big them up for. Mm. The, That's uh, been a stand lot together. Support. It brings change, you know? Mm. Yeah, Even yeah. media support as well, like the media coverage. And I think, sorry, Zams, were you finished? No, no, I'm just saying, you know, if you come, when you come together to, you know, drive one message, so it's a bigger statement when there's so many of you, you know, when there's like 10 of you just standing there trying to say something, no one is even trying to listen. And I think we, yeah. as a country, we've gone through similar things. It happens to us actually as well here, you know, but mm. not obviously on that scale. But I think we've got even bigger problems. But the idea of us sort of coming together and actually bringing change is one that doesn't happen. 100%. And I agree with everything you guys have said as well. I think there are many ways to look at it. And I think especially in the countries where people feel less empowered to stand up for their rights. Obviously, there are a number of things that are at play to make people feel as if they don't have the mm. position or the power to, to stand against those things. Um, but also, like for me, like when people are saying abolish police, like a biggest thing for me, I was like, OK. And it sounds like a silly question to me, but I was like, realistically, what would it look like if you were to abolish police, if you were to abolish and, you know, using SARS or Sandef as, an, as examples? Like if people were to actually, I think if people were to draw up what that would look like. I don't know if that would contribute to also shifting the mindset of like, okay, beyond, you know, fear that might have been mongered from me watching videos of people being shot at at protests and things like that. If I know the benefits that could come from, you know, us standing against something, I wonder if that would help because somebody dropped what it would look like if America was to abolish mm, police. Yeah. And just reading what that looked like, I was like, I could fully, like, if somebody did the same in this country or for Zimbabwe speaking, or, like, even South Africa, speaking closer to where I'm from and where my roots are, I feel like I'd maybe put the fear to the back because I'm seeing what the potential mm. looks like. I think often what happens is people say, like, let's get rid of With them. No action and they instantly think, well, well not, not even just that, but they instantly think, well, that's not going mm. to happen. And I wonder if there might be less of that and more hope if they're like, okay... It might be difficult, but this is what it would look like if we all really did something about it. Because I do think that's missing from the conversation. Like, everything everyone is saying is fair. And obviously we see what's happening in all these different countries across the continent and just all over the world in general. But, like, I do feel like maybe that would be a very positive contribution to the conversation and to what's happening if people were to be like, oh, shit, that's, that's what this would look like. That's where all of this funding would go. That's where all of this energy would go. Sure. And this is what our communities communities would look like. For sure. I think there was a video that was circulating on Twitter. And it was literally like a video of someone recording two women that two policemen had taken. And I think they're leading them to like a building. But before they even get to the building, they're literally beating these women up so much mm. and i was like guys mm. how does this even work like what 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 is the end goal here 
and you've done that and then for what unless you've got your own anger it's like back in the day you know like at school like at primary school when um i don't know no, I don't think it's allowed now. But you know how like how teachers used to be able to hit you in class and stuff. And it's probably like your teacher had like a really bad evening or whatever will come in, you've looked at them a certain way and now they're throwing, you know, the the what do you call it? What is that thing that used to wipe the dust board or whatever? The yeah, the, no. One of the board, yeah. whiteboard dust. <laughs> One of those things I mean, just like throw it to the back of the what? class and hit you in the head. And it's like is that really discipline or is, are you just taking out your anger? And I feel like that is what most oh, of this policing is now. It's just like you're taking out all your rage, all your pent up mm. um, childhood trauma onto me. Oh. Not because that you're trying to mm. keep law and order, but because you have all these issues. It's also you, just to prove a point. To. Yeah, it's like... Exactly. Now, it also speaks yeah. to how um, the um, police, the, what is this guy? the traffic guys, are in this country so the um the guys who stop you check your car you know they're men there um so they even when you know that everything is 100 percent with your disc on your car with your license you don't have any traffic fines no it's, it's not sufficient mm. because if there is a feeling of oh they i, I can make your life difficult then I'll, they'll take up that opportunity every single time mm. So it just stops being a, am I doing my job and trying to enforce the law? But it starts now being a, can I make your life tough just because I, I can. can and I'm authority because was... you can't tell me, you can't tell me anything. So therefore I'll just continue doing it. And it was there's nothing you can do. that on Saturday then, with Paul coming back from Sanchez, no, from Zonkes after being dropped off like Zonkes place. And then our Uber driver gets pulled over by the police. Yeah. You can clearly see it's an Uber. Yeah. And you know, in most cases, they don't stop Ubers. Yeah. Anyway, they come to the driver, tell him, can we have your license? He gives it to them. And then they tell us to get out of the car. I've what got bags getting out the car for? at that point. Exactly. Now he starts searching underneath the carpets of the car. I'm like, what are you looking for? Just like... To be an inconvenience, mm. and it's not like you're gonna pay for this extra time that's going to be on this Uber that you've decided to stop in the middle mm. of a trip. Mm. Now, mm. now that's your problem now. Honestly, but again, just to be Abuse a hidden power at any, yeah. they just find any opportunity. I, just, to I had to ask him. I was like, "We must get out the car," and he's like, "I'm like with my bag." Yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. think you're being silly. Yeah. And you're going to ask the questions like, what do you think? I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing just because you're asking questions and you think it's ridiculous. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Bullshit. Anyway. But yeah, me and it's yeah. a wild me and a lot needs yeah, to change. So there's also something else that I wanted to throw into my segment, uh, which mm-hmm. is the uh, so obviously a lot of business have suffered due to COVID. I think we all know this like it's whatever. Now we, we we're we're well aware. Right. Uh, but there's, there's an article that came out that suggested that um, the SA tourism sector is the hardest hit uh, industry from this entire lockdown. Um, and in that, because now we are in a position where we're able to, to uh, travel, to do interprovincial travel, um, it means that people are going more, to more places and they are, you know, traveling a bit more because we all have been cooped up in the house and it, just feels nice to get out get a bit of air 
experience a new new place and see new things. Um, so they're like, no, they're still they're still in a position where they're still trying to recover and it doesn't look very promising going into the future. So now it's like, okay, it forces us to ask the questions like, who who is not coming to your lodge, for example, or hotel? And how does that compare to the market that you're targeting? Because ultimately it doesn't help to have access to us South Africans. We're here and we're like, okay, ready to spend. But when we look at your pricing, we're just like, absolutely not because you're not targeting me with that where you have 15,000 rand a night at a lodge we're not going to spend that but you have Europeans that come here a lot when the country's open obviously no COVID that are mm-hmm. spending a lot more here because it feels like oh it's doable so obviously exchange rate is in your favor you're getting the safari experience it's just fantastic these are your vibes now for us we're just like why should I spend that much when I can book an Airbnb wherever pay 2,000 rand a night and have an amazing time and come home. So now it's like, uh, you haven't tried to meet the SA consumer and consider our pockets in your strategy. You literally completely disregarded us and you're not targeting us. You don't care for us. We're mm-hmm. just there. Yeah. And now that we're in the situation where COVID has happened, it's not, and now starts to be a conversation of, oh, you guys need uh, assistance from government or you need this you need that but in reality you're not changing your strategy in order to accommodate more of the local audience and in that like are you even really able to complain so i was just like mm. no, having a read yeah. through 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 this article and i'm just like it, it'd be one thing if you did something to try and come to the party but you've not really done a lot and at the end of the day it's now an issue that you sit with and someone needs to fix it so it just feels like, a, mm, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on, on that, where you have local businesses, local, local organizations that are gearing their offering to a predominantly international audience. And then when things like this happen, then they're, they're in the situation that they find themselves in. So I don't know if you guys have some some thoughts around that. Yeah, I feel like it's always been... A struggle for us to travel in our country or to do anything close to lavish anyway mm. uh, because prices are such a huge factor when you're having to do these things and again you know with COVID kind of happening um, yes all of us were affected um, but to some extent you've got to meet your consumers halfway um, you can't just sit there and sulk and be like oh well, people are not booking into the lodge or whatever the case may be um, what is it that you're doing to come to the party mm. Um, people are willing to travel right now. I feel like so many people were planning on going abroad um, and doing the summer overseas. The opportunities there now for them to, you know, travel the country and see more South Africa. Mm. So, you know, if you're if you're not willing to make that sacrifice to be like, okay, you know, I think there's a place that I saw. I actually showed it to you earlier <laughs> today. Someone posted <laughs> on Twitter that it's a it's some place in Cape Town that they were charging two hundred and no, it was two hundred twenty thousand rand. Two hundred twenty thousand rand <laughs> for a what? night. And what? I was like, imagine it, like make Who's it, that thing you... Like, uh-huh. what what happens there? Do we go to space and come back <laughs> overnight? Like. <laughs> What's going on? Is this are these? So, are these is that like a, a a house that's reserved for like movie stars and stuff? I don't understand. I, I don't but I don't even think like know. movie stars would be like, paying like ten thousand 
Because what's 220? Uh, yeah, that's 10,000 pounds. That's like 10,000 pounds. No. That's 10,000 pounds a night. What happens there? Imagine. Is everything okay at home, big man? I don't understand. It just does not add up. And I think also uh, when we were booking for Zeti's birthday, I remember the first option before deciding Cape Town because at the time we weren't sure whether we'd be able to travel um, while flying to Cape Town. So I started looking at like lodges around like, you know, Bares, um, the Val. I'm, I'm glad you did not do that. <laughs> so where are those, where those locations? Those are in Johannesburg. No, so like maybe an hour out, no, okay. uh, an hour and a half out. And I remember coming across like this lodge is really beautiful, but it's literally self-catering. And they were charging, I think it was like, for two nights, it came up to like 19,000 rands. And I was like, guys, there's no way. All you're doing is providing a space to sleep in. We still need to worry about feeding ourselves and all other activities. Like if you want to go hiking, you've got to pay someone. If you want to have a sunset drive, you've got to pay someone. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Going to Cape Town was cheaper, flying plus, oh, well, no, okay, accommodation. But I mean, including flights, maybe it's an extra like 5,000 rands from that, that amount of money. Yeah, it does make sense. Like when, obviously when I was no. um, uh, back home and I went down to London, like they, all the hotels, all of them slashed their prices ridiculous. Like they slashed their prices down. Like I had a good time because mm. I went twice and certain yeah. hotels, I know that I, I got half price. If not, maybe they, they even slashed their prices by three, like 75%. Like, because sure. like, they knew, like, I need wow. to get as much in as possible, or get as many people in as possible because I've lost business and I don't know when the second wave is coming. Um, so I'm going to try and meet you halfway. Um, obviously, you've mm. got your historical... rather make something. Mm, you've got your historical hotels, like, you know, the Hilton and so forth that... They won't, they won't, they, they, they will never, um, but most of them for, most of them did. So I don't know why South Africa won't budge. And if they refuse to budge, who are you going to complain to? It's not like you've got bailout, um, you've got bailout money. So I mean, a- a- Airbnb have, you can get really good prices at Airbnb right now, mm, mm. but anything else? No. Cause also See, when you look crazy. at those costs, sorry, what? No, no, no. I was saying, when you look at those costs um, and you think about, especially when you have the international options available to you, I'm not going to sit here and pay 10,000 rand a night or whatever, something stupid, when I could just fly to Bali for eight and a half, Mm. you know, and have an international break, get there, I'm paying 2,000 rand a night for a hotel, for example. You know, your money goes a lot further and you are getting a lot more bang for your buck and even the memories are sweeter. Now I'd be like, I spent 10,000 rand a night and I was there by the Kruger. Please, being chowed by bugs. There's no way. So rather, meet us. Meet us somewhere. Like, do something, you know. You can't be in this situation and being you're being passive about things. If you're sure. not thinking about the South African market, then I, okay, I have news for you. Best you move your business to wherever you think your people are. Because now look at where we are. Yeah, exactly. It don't make no, don't make no sense. All right, so we're moving on to the next uh, segment. Yeah. So, yes. 
Zama, you've got us here. Oh, it's a little bit of drama. Really exciting. Having a bit of drama. <laughs> yeah, some drama. I feel like we've been like serious, so serious for the first part, but give it to us. Okay, cool. So, guys, uh, this is my section around uh, a Reddit thread which I actually came across on Twitter. Before I actually shared this with you on Sunday. Which one is this one now? It's around the transactional dating. Oh. Oh my god, now I've got yeah. even more stories. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, guys, this thread is so long. So, I'm going to literally try to just uh, be as brief as possible. Okay. So, this girl speaks on how, you know, transactional dating is in the city and just what her experience has been of transactional dating. Yeah. So, she pretty much uh, breaks down how she met this guy. She'd gone on a lunch break at work and then um, the guy pulled up next to her on the way back to the office. Um, and he's obviously driving like a really flashy car, asked for her number. She's like, no, I'll take your number instead. So she ends up taking his number later on in the day, hitting him up and being like, okay, can we go out for dinner or drink? Cool. He's keen. Um, they end up going on this date or whatever you want to call it um and then she was like okay cool i'm keen to see you for a proper date cool and then he actually picks her up for the proper date and then i guess this is where it all starts so as he's picking her up from her apartment um the first thing he asks her as she gets into the car is who pays for your car and to her, she was just, like, really shocked. Like, why are you asking me Excuse me, whose car is question? it? <laughs> like, what, is, what do you mean? You know, I mean, who else would be paying for it, you know? Um, and then straight after that, ask again, who pays for your house? So now the homegirl's like, come on, Doug. Like, I mean, I'm a working girl. Surely I can afford to pay for a house and a car. Well, then he then comes back to her and is like, what, have I offended you? you know, type of thing. Um, I just want to know that I'm not stepping on anyone, on anyone's toes. So what? I, yeah. So like, so that I know that I'm not going to be invited to someone else's house. I need to know that this is your so apartment. You're not concerned about whether I have a boyfriend or, or I don't know. That's not the no, question you're asking. Exactly. You're asking me who's paying no. yes. for the stuff because Yes, so that's exactly wow. that. And then she's like to him, but who else could be paying for it? Also, why is man's more worried about stepping on the toes of a fictional guy, paying my bond, than offending me? Anyway, he suggested we get some food on the way and chill at his house. And I'm like, okay, cool. I said, can we get Nando's? And then man's is now confused. Yeah. What? No, keep going. And he's like to her, I meant we can call a restaurant and place an order and we can go pick up the food. And asking me if I'm sure I wanted to eat Nando's. Yeah, I want Nando's. <laughs> and, well, when they get to Nando's, there's like some weird stairs uh, whilst they're obviously driving through the drive-thru and people pointing at the car. So she asks him, she's like, is it usual for people to do this? And he then turns around and says to her, you really don't know what car this is, do you? And she's like, well, it's a Porsche, isn't it? Then he loses it and is like, no, it's an R8. And then... And he's not concerned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. don't know cars, so it's like... And then Audi. Starts, he starts whiling, like, it's, it's not even the same brand. Car. Like, why 
how are you even saying this is a Porsche? And then she's like, well, I admit, you know, I don't have a clue about cars, so it could be anything. It carries on. He's irritated and he's like, now, you know, I tried to impress you by bringing my latest car to the States and you don't even know the difference between the last car that I had to this car. Shut up, what the hell, man? Literally, I would be like, And at this point... Who is this guy? At this point, she's feeling like, oh my gosh, like, this guy's out of my league and I'm out of my element. What's out of your league? Yeah, because she doesn't know what what cars are. if he has a league because he's being a maniac. What the hell is this? Anyway, they collect the Nando's and they go home. Cool. So now they're chilling. He's preparing the food, you know, with condiments and all of that. And now she's thinking, like, I'm so far away from home. Like, this is going to be an absolutely long life. Anyway, she asked him, why did you ask me who pays for my house and car? And then that's when he he goes into breaking down to why he asked those questions. So he says, uh, even among working women, men pay for home and cars. Hey. And it's not that he would not date me if someone or multiple people were paying for it. But he needed to know the playing field and competition she's then now shocked and he's like men approach women based on affordability i think (laughs) i know i know he says it never occurred well she's like it never occurred to me that people think like that but anyway and he says based on your clothes and what i saw you wearing i could tell that you're low maintenance can you imagine if someone could tell you like that to you low low maintenance yeah and because you live in your own house and have a car, I don't. I don't even know. He calculated um, and uh, <laughs> was checking like she can obviously afford a life of her own, and it's good that you know no one is actually paying for it because uh, he didn't want any surprises. Anyway, yeah, I don't. <laughs> and then so obviously they're there chatting till late, um, and then he's like. Uh, she's like, oh, can you please take, can you please take me home? And he's like, how on earth do you want to go home when there's so many rooms in this house? Uh, and me and you don't even have to share a room. You know, you can have your own room and sleep by yourself. Anyway, she's like, nope, I want to go home. And then he's like, okay, cool. Well, then fuck's sake, I'm going to have to just take you home. <laughs> anyway, they had a few more dates. She oh, still Disney. met him after. Yes. What? No. Some people don't love themselves. No, I feel they like at that point, you're not even invested. He didn't even save the shitty self for like the fifth date or something. He gave it to you up front and you're still meeting up with him. But anyway, yeah. So they had a few mm. more dates and, you know, she says it became stranger and stranger each time. Uh, well, of course, And right? literally <laughs> with every date, it was always around, what can I buy you today? Uh, to just show you how keen I am on you. Um, and for her, she was like, you know what? It was really unsettling, um, as thoughtful as it might have been. But it's like, why do you constantly have to buy me something each time that we meet up? So that was her experience. So I don't know, guys. How I does know this all thing of this... end? Is that so it? she, they, at some point, yeah, like, they, they ended end? up stopped seeing each other because it obviously clearly was not working. <laughs> But I don't know what you guys feel about transactional dating. Dating. Yeah. I think it's like, I know that you're talking about it from a South African lens, but I do think that this is an international thing now. Like Absolutely. the transactional 100%. thing. 100%. Um, and, and it's mad, right? Because, I, you know, you, you, you got your city girls. You know how they do the city girls up, yeah. city boys down, whatever. You know, everybody's trying to get something because 
we live in a time where people don't believe in genuine feelings and that it's like nah i need to get something out of this because you're going to mess up my whole entire life anyway so i need to get something but like it's mad to me i guess i'm not one of those people right but it's mad to me guys like but me and you, Sam's had this conversation that we we sit in a different category. We're no, chill girls, we're not, right? We yeah, don't ask no. for things. Like we we work for ourselves. We make our own money. Cool girls, well done. Like <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill girls. Zero one, actually, you know. Um, but I could could never like ask a guy. Um, so chill. Um, I could never ask a guy. Oh, can you buy this for me? Or can you pay? my rent or pay my bills or you know da 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 but for some of my like a lot of people do this like it's like i was actually doing research summer since since we had that conversation i was asking you guys and i was like is it true that like dating has become so transactional they're like yeah like, it is like the norm now this is this is what it, it is like what can i like what can i give you like in return for me spending time with you and what all you have to bring to the table is I guess your body and your looks in it like zero man I don't know I feel like I feel like this is happening to very specific people like I don't feel like granted this the the subject matter is definitely a global thing like people are dating transactionally everywhere but it's ve- it's still very specific people because some people are still dating hobos like hobosexual <laughs> i just feel it's a builder bear a hobosexual the men's who pretend like they want you to like look after them and da, 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 but they just really like you know they don't bring anything like literally they don't even bring charisma and women are dating women are there are women who are dating plenty of these dudes and just like there are guys who are dating girls who don't ask for anything so i do feel like it's it's very specific people because I don't know anyone who dates transactional transactionally, but yeah. I do come across these mm. stories. No, I mean mm, with that, quite a lot. It's a it's a tricky one actually because I think from um I'm a person who obviously goes out quite a lot and you know I see a lot <laughs> and mm. I think these transactional dating situations happen in the most simple ways. Girls will be sitting there, for instance. I'll just make an example. Girls sitting there, hmm. girls nice out, having drinks or whatever the case may, may, may be. And a guy pulls up, obviously a man with money or whatever the case may be. He's there, no one's asking him to do anything. He's there like, okay, I ordered you guys four bottles of champagne at the bar. Here you are. He'll let you drink the whole night. At the end of the night, it's obviously like, okay, can I have some, can someone's number here? I mean, you guys have been drinking my alcohol the whole night. Uh, so what's next, you know? I don't and like that's my that. thing. It's I don't like, like that at all. You had all the control to be at the beginning to be like, no, 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 we're not drinking this alcohol. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you very much, sir. But, you know, girls are also keen to be drinking that verve. And, you know, at the end of the night, so when that man is like, hey, can I have a phone number? You, It must mm-hmm. be just as easy as you opened your throats to, to drink that verve. Exactly. Do you guys have you know what? And you know what? This is why. This is why. At age 17. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no I'm not, one asked I you for either. that bottle of verve. Yeah, but so don't drink it then. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't drink it. It is the bottle of verve. Refuse it. There are no strings attached to that bottle of verve. If he said initially that, yeah, okay, because I'm buying you this bottle of Verve, at the end of the night, I need a number. 
then very different conversation. Nah, but there can't it, be an expectation it, it that have comes to be, after that initial It doesn't action. have to be said. No. Yeah, it doesn't have to be said, guys. It doesn't no. have to be said. Alcohol, but you get some guys who buy I it wouldn't. and then they disappear and get lost. So yeah, but no, I'm just saying, no. I, me, I'm being specific to this situation. No. There will be someone who, <laughs> no, like, at the end of the night, she might number. It does happen where there isn't that expectation. And it sh- they shouldn't be unless it's communicated up front. So now must we give him the I number because we drank the vote? Absolutely not. Personally, for me, and no. like I'm saying, the spaces no. we have some, these kind of things happen, there's always an expectation to be like, here you are, you've had always. the alcohol. But is there an expectation so. up front or is it when the alcohol's consumed? It can be either or. Nah. I think for me... Uh, but but there is no obligation. That's my point. That there is no obligation. I don't have to give you my number. Even if I but you've given access. Not that you, I... But you... Not that I... Not that you've given access. You given access. Now I can... You haven't. Not to that extent. Not to that extent. No way. Guys, consent is a thing yeah. in many forms. There's no way that I'm going to give you my yeah. number just because I drank the verb. There's no Thank way. You. Of course not. Like, you're not obligated to give this person your your number. However, by you receiving whatever gift that is because we look at it as a gift yeah. that's giving someone that access to like okay cool you've received my drink now so you're okay i can come to your alcohol. table and yeah. talk to you you can't turn me away because now you're drinking the drinks that, that i bought you so no. i'm now going to sit no, here and i feel like obligation, i can sit here and talk honestly, to you and yeah, then start asking no. you about what are you gonna do make me you're gonna make me throw up this verb so you can put it back in the bottle if i don't give you my number there's no way there's okay. nothing you can do post can that I, point. Can I just say something? And there is no consent. Sorry. So, okay, Mitz, Mitz, Mitz. Yeah. So, so personally, like, I get what you guys, what, what Zams and Mpo are saying and that, generally speaking, when men do this, they are expecting something in mm. return. Where I, res- where I agree with Zakes is they can expect all they want. If you haven't had a conversation with someone, for me, that's why I really don't like... Um, I really don't like this, you've given them access, because you haven't. You haven't done that. At no point have you agreed to anything. If a man feels like he has access to you because he sent you over a bottle of champagne that you did not ask for, you did not discuss the terms of, he shouldn't expect anything from you. Because important to me, that's like saying, if a guy then gets angry that you didn't get his number, that's on you. That's your fault. Nah, nah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying, but you guys, you guys are saying essentially that like you wouldn't touch that bottle because you don't want, you don't like the implications. That no, because historically, historically, what what has happened and what does happen, guys, and that's why before you man used to make fun of me, but that's why at seventeen I dubbed myself I buy my own drinks because as soon as somebody feels like being in the club setting, being in a bar setting, as soon as a, bu- a guy buys you a drink, it's like, okay, cool, I can start talking to you now. It's it's an unsaid thing, right? Okay, um, you might chat to that person just to be friendly or whatever, but now he feels like I can be around you because it starts, it comes in phases. It's like, okay, I can talk to you. I can be around you. Now, I'm not saying that um, if he then asks for your number that you are obligated to give him your number. Absolutely not. But at the same time, you by accepting something, you've you've opened, opened up, up like this door. little there's like a little door you've opened open up, up where it's like I a little jar. I, now I I've got access to you because that's it. Like in terms of conversation, because that's one thing. Like when you're in a party setting, okay, cool, we can be in conversation. Whatever you bought the bottles, cool, we'll chat to you, dude. But don't think you're like in with us. You know what I mean? But. I think it's when it gets to that next level where it stops being about the good time here and now you're trying to grant yourself access to 
my when I leave the spot. There is no a- obligation from that standpoint, and there mm. shouldn't be that that expectation. Like if if you. Like if 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 I'm comfortable with you talking to us or whatever, and because it is this environment, cool, it's a good time. But there is nothing that suggests that because you bought us drinks now, I must one of us must give give you our number. No, absolutely, mm. I completely agree. But in most cases, when you see these things play out, it's always the case that at even I mean from the level of even having a conversation now, I must have a conversation with you. For me personally, oh, I'd wow. just rather not take it. Like, mm. if not, see, but that's that's not transactional dating. I feel like that's just creepy. No, but that that's, I would, no, like, that's but it, it starts, starts from there, right? It starts right? from there. That's where it starts. It starts from there. I was there. making an example around where it starts. It starts mm. with oh, things like that. Okay. Then it leads into you know even bigger situations. Okay, but if you're gonna give him your number, then that's you, you like that thing. You clearly want that's it because it. it is consent. Like I think across the board, that's the conversation that yeah, it is. What me and Mitz are, are highlighting is that it, at any point you have the consent. So if you are going to put yourself in scenarios like that where you are exchanging your number for a verb bottle, uh, that's your problem then, dude. Because clearly that's the trend that will that's, continue and he it. will see you as such. Like this girl who went on to go on multiple dates and receive multiple gifts. And then looking back, she's like, oh, shucks, actually it was a bit of a transactional thing. So you put yourself in that scenario where no, the that's, possibilities that's, that's exactly become what I'm saying. endless. That's- from a personal perspective, I'd rather not even start the whole thing of even anyone sending bottles of anything. You're offering, here's, oh, here's a bottle of it. Thank you very much, sir. I will not be drinking this. Please take it back to the bar. Let's keep it mm. moving. Do you know I mean? Because... I mean, in an I ideal still, world... I still stand. I still stand where I'm at in that. I don't think it obligates yeah, you even to talk to the person because I've been I've been in many situations where I've I've been like all of my friends are beautiful many of my friends have been sent drinks and on many occasions we have drunk those drinks and exited the building without having any communication with but I think you can th- there's there so, is a difference also like there's certain you know you can there are people who are like I'll buy a drink and keep it moving and literally keep it moving you I'm know like you are not creepy but, but I know the men that we have in this country and the things I've seen, it's not the situation. In a in an ideal world, yes, it one should be able to accept a drink, a drink because bed. somebody felt like, oh, I want to buy you a drink. But obviously, most people like people just don't do things for nothing these yeah. days, guys. Like it's just no, not a thing. But, um, but in an ideal same. world, we should be able to just accept whatever and not have to make conversation with that person or feel the need to make conversation with that person. However, realistically in the world that we live in, it just doesn't run like like that. that. And that's why I buy my own drinks continues to this day. I buy my own drinks. But like, honestly, yeah. Any other thoughts okay. on the transactional dating? To, to <laughs> Can we go back? Actually, to... now we're just like, yeah, consent, transactions, yeah. and birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to go back to that because I thought one thing I found interesting was that he said when he looked at her, she looked low maintenance. What does that mean? And then he continues <laughs> yeah, <that's not laughs> to go ahead and buy all that's these gifts. I'm just like, what is really going no, on? No, he here? was asking so, her if I can buy you. What well, like what would you like? And she was like, no, no, no. Yeah, but he said she looked low maintenance. But once he did say he looked low maintenance. No, I know. Yeah. I understand. Right. And then approach, approach <laughs> women that they know that they can affordability. Yeah. So it, it was very interesting because I I didn't understand if he was trying to say that she already looked good 
in what she was doing for herself. Therefore, he wouldn't have to do too much. Or she looked like she... Like, what, what was he trying to say? Because a, a lot of yeah, the like, time... Yeah, like, for me, it's a, it feels like an yeah, insult. Yeah, right? It, it, it feels like saying. it is an insult. <laughs> Are you saying I don't look... Yeah. I look like I'm just not doing the bits? So or it's like... Am you I just said that I look cute. Bits, it's like, oh, but... you look cute. You look cute... I mean, I could do a few things for you to just make you yeah. take you up, up, take you to the next level. <laughs> because what happens a lot yeah. of the time, because also describing the car that he's driving, or what, I mean, the, the stories that you hear, just hearing about these guys that drive these sports cars, you know, they're flashing the cash, they're all over the show. They'll likely go for someone who looks like they are already taken care taken of. Taken care of. Way. So it was very interesting to hear, oh, you look low, like you're low maintenance. Oh, dude, what are you saying to me? You know, like they'll go what for that girl who's already mean? there so that they can come in with their racks of cash and like spend on them in ways that the ex or whoever's doing it at the moment is not is not doing it. Do you get what I mean? Like I need yeah. to up the ante to an extent. So not to be like, oh, I'm just looking for whom I'm going to just park my car next to them and get their number. That was very interesting. And then tell them that they look low maintenance. I'm just like, you what know, are you saying? Like, like, men, men, guys. <laughs> I was talking to this guy and he was like, um, what is your craziest date dating story? And I was like, I ain't got no like crazy stories. And he was like, well, um, I met this girl and we're talking and I was like, oh, let me take you out for a drink. And she was just like, nah, like I just want to come around yours. And he was like, no, let's have like a drink or whatever. So um, they met up, uh, they went for a drink and he was like, let's like make this into a dinner thing. And she was like, nah, fam, let's go back to yours. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, went back to his. Um, and then, like, he's trying to do, like, a little, you know, mood setting, a little ambiance. And she's like, yeah, my dude, look, can we just get down to business? So he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I gave her the D. That was it. And then the next morning, woke up, trying to do a little cuddle thing. She wasn't on it. I was like, okay, cool. Got up. Uh, she's like, you need to take me, like, I need to go home. So, um, he took her to, uh, the taxi rank. And so Johannesburg taxi, taxi rank. I don't know how you guys can explain it for people who are not in South Africa. Yeah, guys, like, it's like it's, it's like the cheapest form, right, of of transport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that and buses. So they sure so they get there, um, and um, he's thinking, oh, she's gonna get onto the taxi. See you later. She's going back to CBD, um, and she goes, um, actually, you need to give me four hundred rand, and like I need to, <laughs> for my rent. And he's like, what? And she's like, you need to give me 400 rand. I need to pay my rent. And he's like, but wait a minute here. I don't, I don't understand. She's, he's like, now she's shouting in Zulu. So like, like people around, I'm like really tall, dark. Like I stand out. I'm like trying to calm her down. But she's like, I'm not going until you give me this 400 rand. And she's like, and he's like, oh oh my God. I, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can try and reason with her. So I tried to negotiate with her and I'm like, maybe I can give you 200 rand. She's like, no, you need to give me 400 rand. Let's go to the cash machine right now. You need to give me the 400 rand. And I was like, so what did you do? He's like, I went to the cash machine to go give her the money. Cause like she wasn't going to leave and she's shouting. People are going to start thinking that, you know, I'm trying to do something to her. And he was like, from there I learned, I learned, I like learned from the red flags. And I was like, he was like, dating in Johannesburg is so transactional, it's mad. But he was like, that's 
like the maddest story I mean, so far. And I was like, now turned into this. It doesn't feel like transactional dating because she's forced him to give him money without him again. Being... There's no consent there. Yeah. Like there was no discussion. She just assumed that that's what the exchange would be. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're moving, moving on. Thank you, Zara, no, for that one. It got I us mean, a bit. We all got so heated. <laughs> We're like, excuse at me. Some <laughs> 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 no, I'm <laughs> hey, that verb hey. that sparked a, a bit of debate. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. It yes. got a little bit heated, but let's keep it moving. Yeah, for sure. So we, we're moving into the next segment now with Mitt. Yes, um, and I'm... What is this? I always forget what the segment is called. It's what like things that interest us. Yeah, what you say in, which is kind of like what interests us, like what our expertise is, or just something that's like... I guess, like, taking our interest and we wanted to chat about. Um, today I'm going to be talking about um, my recent venture into the nail industry. Yeah. Um, and a combination of two of my favourite things, I guess, like, nail art as well as representation mm. and the importance of it. Um, and this is going to be a positive one. <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be some facts in there that aren't as positive. But, yeah, like... I've been doing some reflecting and just thinking about like where I was sort of like a year ago working in my marketing and uh, e-commerce role versus to what I'm doing now. So as you guys know, like very recently, I entered the nail industry um, as a self-taught nail artist. Um, And I guess like to keep it short, um, I basically opened or started an Instagram account back in like May um to show off my nail art and to sell press on nails because this was kind of like the most popular mode of nail care during the height of the pandemic Mm. um and I guess like my main thing was that I wanted to grow my audience and sell lots of sets um but like I wasn't really expecting much in the way of like joining the actual nail community or getting any kind of exposure um and I guess the main reason is just like any industry or like all industries um, brown people mostly act as a minority, um, with notable exceptions to the rule. Um, and you know, there are like brand and media favorites and, you know, like clicks and like, you know, if you, even if you look at social media algorithms and how they don't support diverse and equal exposure. So I wasn't really expecting to be a part of all that. And I think even with knowing that the competition was so intense, I almost preempted that the reception from other black nail techs was going to be wasn't going to be as positive because you know just like like I said like any industry there's a real divisive approach so you know there's that whole like there can only be one mentality Mm. um but you know given given all of that and keeping all of that in mind like I actually realized that I've had a much better experience in my short time within this industry than I've ever had in the industries I've professionally been a part of in the past. So Mm. as you guys know, I've worked in fashion, I've been in marketing, I've been in e-commerce, like quite a wide breadth of stuff, like worked across a range of different companies or whatever. And I could never describe my experiences within those industries as welcoming, like ever. You know, whether you go to conferences, whether I'm meaning like directly in the office, working within a team, it's never been like that. And especially mm. when I've come across black people um, and like more specifically black women, the energy hasn't always been, 
Yeah, you know, like it's it's a challenge and I get that. Like we experience it, we recognize it, we're aware of it, but we also know I guess the obstacles that we all have to face yeah. and how those play a part in like how we interact with each other. Right? Even though I've never been, there can only be one. Like that's never mm. been. Mm. That's not me. Yeah. But yeah, like I just I've realized that like people have been incredibly kind, like supportive and open and like considering the significant potential for the whole there can only be one of us like I still have incredibly talented black nail technicians and like amazing individuals who check in on me regularly. Like they offer advice, they make recommendations. Like I just, I've never experienced anything. Like it blows me away. Like sometimes I'll take like, you guys know I take like a week off Instagram and I'll come back and you know, like little old me, like I'm, I'm proud of what I've achieved, what I've achieved, but like I've got like 400 followers and some of these people have like 30,000 followers and they'll be like, hey, haven't seen you on the feed lately like how you doing Mm. and it's mad you know like Mm. I've never experienced anything like that um and I think in addition to that I definitely have to call out um I think the fight that British nail technicians like from what I've seen I'm sure there are nail technicians um I'm not going to say of color because I hate that but like black and brown nail technicians all over the world trying to fight for diversity and more inclusive inclusivity within the industry but from what I've seen from British nail technicians, um, more specifically a guy called Nathan Taylor and a girl called Candice Kenny, they launched a campaign to call in um, and not call out nail brands and nail, tech- nail technicians who don't celebrate nail techs and artists who aren't white women. Um, you know, the ones that are like complicit in the increased barriers to success for those within the industry who are from like marginalized backgrounds. And this campaign itself exposed me to the most incredible nail technicians, like black nail technicians I have ever seen in my life. And it it made me realize that I would have never come across these people because of like Instagram algorithms and all of these other things. Um, So I'm really grateful to them because not only do I now have this community, but I get to be inspired by people who look like me. And I guess the last thing for me is that like back in June, I think after like a month and a half of being on Instagram, like I wasn't growing. I wasn't really selling anything and I was like shit like maybe if I just photograph my nails on a background instead of my hand that would help you know because like I think my black hand is getting in the way of my growth and if it had it sucks sucks, but like we you know and I Mm. I can't speak for everyone but it's certainly something that creeps up especially growing up as a black girl in in the UK like I know that a lot of my professional experiences would have been different if I wasn't a black woman so that crept into something that, you know, this new passion that I'd found. And I think if it wasn't for the exposure to all of these amazing girls with their brown hands on their feeds, seeing the amazing things that they've accomplished, um, yeah, like it just, it it would have made, like it's made such a difference. Like it's helped with my confidence, like it's brought the joy back to it. And so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about how that representation has like massively impacted me on a positive, in a positive way. And yeah, I guess I just wanted to ask you guys whether you can speak on any like positive, I guess like examples of representation for yourselves. Be and it can be anything like work or TV or whatever. Like, can you guys think of any examples? Can I first just say before we get started that it was so beautiful. Here we all sat all sat here like oh I'm my like, gosh, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that is actually super. It's, it's a, you know what? Like this is great to hear because. Like you're saying, there's just been so much else that's come before this. And then now yeah. that you find yourself here and you just thought, okay, I'm trying to make this work. 
and then you suddenly meet with this community that is so welcoming and just adds to the experience and just makes it feel like it's all worth it mm-hmm. and you just have that support so that even on those days where it just feels like oh everything's a bit meh but you have people who get that you know and mm. it's not like I, I get I get we can come in and be like oh Mrs. everything all right but ultimately they get it a lot more than we ever will and to have mm. a community like that that's just Ah, oh, I just absolutely love Amazing. that. Amazing. So just, yeah. I, I'm just so happy so for you that you've had that because there are so many industries that we all play in and we just feel like... You're alone, You right? just don't have that representation. Yeah. And like you're saying, even when there is someone who is there, it just feels like they, they're trying to... They try to limit their proximity to you mm-hmm. because ultimately it mm. feels like, oh, if if you get too close, you might take my spot exactly. as well, right? Where it just feels mm. like a, a, I'm yeah. gonna be in competition with you if I pull you into my space. So it always feels like you, na- you navigate the world and certain scenarios, certain professions, certain environments uh, by yourself, and you just figure it out as you go. But yeah. if you have that mm. community that you can lean on, that says, "Okay, I'm willing to share insights. I'm willing to share my experience. I'm willing to help you get to that next." That's an incredible place to be, and we don't have enough of that. We need really more. Like, we talk about representation a lot, but I do think, I think until sometimes, like, speaking for myself, like, until you really experience it, like, without that reflection, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, like, a lot of these women could have just been like, like, no, Later. you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. But they're like liking my stuff, they're like trying to keep me, indirectly trying to keep me passionate about what I'm doing. And yeah, representation is important. So important. Mm. 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 I think for me, um, I'll talk like um, the experience of being in, like growing up in the UK, there is very much like a crabs um, in the barrel type mentality where it is very much like there can only be one of us. And if you turn up on the scene, it's like, what are you doing here? And I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. Um, However, (laughs) for me, on it, like I'm completely honest that my first representation where I was like, yo, like I could, I, I could do this was my, my first role at, and I always talk about it, but like my, uh, first proper role, um, at Ben Sherman where, you know, starting off as an intern, like all they used to pay was just your expenses. Um, and like, obviously you pay, use your own money and then, um, they reimburse you. But then um, the lady who was the marketing manager at the time, she was like, nah, um, like there needs to be money that's, that's, that's paid here. Fair enough, it wasn't a lot of money, but the fact that that happened, it helped a lot. And um, she made me feel so much part of the team um, and that I wasn't just doing admin, like my opinions mattered, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, what is going on here? Like, what do you think about this? And so forth and so forth. And I, that was super important for me because I'd never seen that before. Like, obviously we were working um, prior to that, working in Colchester, working in Portsmouth. Wasn't like no, that. <laughs> it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, being able to be part of a community, I, I do think that like, leaps and bounds hey like especially you know it's black history month in the uk at the moment Mm. you've got black pound day that's going on uh that's a movement not just a moment as as swiss would say Mm. that's been happening now for the last three months i feel like black uk millennials are really um 
uh, are really stepping up. It's not what it used to be. Yeah. And I think um, for the next generation coming, it will be a lot different. Um, in I can't speak for South Africa, but I will say like when I came to South Africa and I was in a, like in a boardroom and 70% of the people in, in the room were black, I was like, rah. You man don't yes. even understand yeah. how important like, that is. You don't understand yeah. how like beautiful this is. Like we're all smart. We all know what we're talking about. And there's like two, three people that are not black in this room. Like yo, it, it was. I was overwhelmed. I won't even lie. I was mm. proud. Like I was like, Can yeah. But yeah, that's from my experience. Like it's it's it is rare, but I do think that things are changing. Um, and the next generation that's that's coming up will have more of the community that you're talking about now. Most. I hope so. Um, I really hope so. But yeah, also follow I uh, I'm pressed um, on, yes. on Instagram. No. <laughs> for a little, a little plug. Why not? A little plug there. Nailed that's man. I am. And, you know, underscore press. Just follow the, the things. <laughs> Just do the things. You guys. Zam Zakes, any positive examples of representation for y'all? Well, I don't, like, I mean... <laughs> I've been in every possible environment and I'm just like, <laughs> never, never really. <laughs> now, you know what? You know what I'll say is that... Um, Starting off in my career, I feel like there was zero representation. And I say that because not that there weren't black faces in the room, but it's just the treatment that black faces received. And as a result, mm, it felt like yeah. you didn't have a voice. Mm, so yeah. it's one thing to have people in the room that look like you, but it's another for, for them to have their powers stripped away. For sure. And then it feels yeah. like, like, are we even in this room? You know, yeah. so perhaps not even a, in it being a fault of their own, but it's just the structures that be that we're all very much aware of and the oppressive nature that um, they 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 put out there and everyone has mm. to succumb yeah. to. So it it is a bit of that where you 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 do get excited at the thought that oh my gosh there's someone who's black like older me, than me yeah. I can learn from and they're gonna do certain things and they're gonna ha- have certain conversations for us you know. And I think sometimes we step into that and we place responsibility, too much responsibility perhaps without the context for sure. on the next person because we think, oh, because you look like me, we're moving in the same direction. And then in reality, it's like they have that experience that tells them that, no, keep keep whatever you have in your mind to yourself yeah. because we're going mm. this way, you yeah. know? So just having those different experiences where it stops being a, oh, am I being represented? But it's a, is the system allowing me to be represented? For sure, for sure. Which is what I've experienced. And even in moving into other roles um, thereafter, did feel like, okay, I'm getting more and more representation as I've moved throughout my career. But I think sometimes when you get to an international level or when you're moving into forums where it's uh, it's supposed to be a regional representation of particular uh, departments or whoever, Mm. coming together and workshopping or strategizing and then you real you look at look around the room and you're like I'm the only black person yeah. so again we're not getting anywhere really yeah. because as much as in my Mine. my country I see people that look like me and a lot of that is down to obviously the BE quotas that are enforced Been on nice, businesses yeah. right it's not like people yeah. wake up and they want to have us in the room it's a requirement to an extent 
And then mm. you move into international settings and then you're just like, okay, back to square one, where are the people? No, so it really is just like a, yeah, a, an ever-changing way of looking at things and you just kind of have to be open to all scenarios whenever you're presented with a different environment because it could turn out anyway. Uh, but I do believe that I have seen very positive, positive representation from um, people in the organization that do look like me. Uh, more so actually, I think the role that I stayed the shortest amount of time in. But again, I never take it for what it should be. For sure. Simply because mm. of, of the, the other factors that come into play. And of course, the requirements that are placed on businesses. So I'm always just like, ah, you know, mm, is, yeah. it, is it not? I yeah. don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do wish for us to start creating more forums for for ourselves, people who look like us, you know, so that it, there are no requirements. There's no one who is coming in with their own list of things that this should, or list of things that this needs to now be according to. It has, it, it can just be what we want it to be. So like you're talking about moots, like we have these individual business owners that are coming in and saying, okay, we're having those conversations. Mm-hmm. And perhaps for me in what I do, I haven't necessarily had that opportunity to engage as much as I would perhaps like to, with other business owners or people that own businesses like mine. Mm-hmm. So maybe that yeah. is the space. And there are so many people doing the things in the space. So sure. perhaps that is the, yeah. the next. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just about creating the spaces more than anything. For sure. I don't think for anyone sure. will prioritize yeah. us in the spaces they've created for themselves. No. And I think on that, I don't know, Zams, you, you, are you still... No, no, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm all right. I think I'll go on. It's very similar to what Dex is saying, actually, that, you know, you get excited and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so many of us in this room and it's so nice to see the next black person. But I think then the next conversation for me is always like, but in the leadership roles, are, mm. are there black people there? Mm. Are yeah. we decision makers? Mm. Um, but it's always like, no, we're here at the bottom. When we're talking the top, it's not necessarily what it should be. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much agree with the same. See, but I think it's actually really interesting us having that conversation and not to get soppy here, but I do think even just looking at you guys, like Zams with the pack and Zakes, like with all of the like bajillion things that you do, like the women of many talents, like I guess indirectly you guys may actually be the representation that you wanted to see. I mean, even coming to essays aches and seeing Matchpoint and like what you're doing and just how you get through the week, like that shit is inspiring. And poor what you've managed to overcome mm. from like here and going over to Joburg and doing big things. Zams, the pack, Nike, like all the amazing things that you guys do. Like it's a shame that we may not have always experienced that representation, but I guess even in the things that we've achieved, maybe like you guys are saying, like we're the ones that are gonna pay it forward. Cool. So that's that's me yeah. for my segment. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. That was amazing. I'm gonna Bye. hand it over. Some Paul. Now moving into the final segment, guys. The final segment. What's on your playlist? I, I feel like. Five. You know, <laughs> 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 I feel like. What's that one? 
What what you can't say that? We we've all had the last few days in pod talking about the same. Oh thing. my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just <laughs> Shall we skip this then? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's you know, take a chance. down Let's in the battle with the, the girls, girls get naked. I knew I was Guys. like, I'm surprised she hasn't sung the song yet, and there she was. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting, guys. What's in your playlist? I'm actually gonna talk about telly. I am obsessed with P Valley. I've got like Zama, I went back and rewatched the second episode, episode because I couldn't watch it. I am trying to I've got three episodes left. There's eight episodes in, in the whole series. I finished um, down, episode five two days ago. Ration is out. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We've got we've got strippers who I've got a huge amount of respect for now. Like they are athletes. They're athletes slash dancers. Like literally, it's like poetry emotion, oh, guys. Wow. Poetry emotion. <laughs> I can't wait. To be able to learn how to, like, honestly, Shall like, join a class? yeah, we're gonna join the class. <laughs> we gotta do this. Honestly, I am. Yeah, no, so much respect for P Valley. You know, you've got the strippers. You've got loads of different um subjects that they touch on. You know, um, what childhood does trauma. This fall into? Yeah, like, is it drama? I don't know. You like, I'm gonna say drama. It's actually. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say drama a little bit. Yeah. Just say, say drama a little bit. Um, We've got gay love in there. Ah. Oh, my God. Ugh, we've got gay love in there. Yes. And I'm like, like, honestly, like, I've literally, they've touched my heart. Um, And just all the women are bad bees, man. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> and then, obviously, we've got the eye candy with the deep voice because in every american series you have to have the man with the deep voice he is beautiful beautiful honestly oh what a wow yeah he's beautiful i'm not gonna ruin it for you yeah please don't no spoilers (laughs) no i'm not gonna spoil it so like literally i'll just do a roundup like please watch p valley it is amazing um you have to stream it because i don't think it's on showmax or netflix or anything um how many seasons yeah but people can stream there's only one season to begin with it's only started this year isn't it like i think it 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 was showing in america in july but yeah like no i've got three episodes left left. i'm gonna spread them out i'm gonna spread them out but like it's literally it's got everything it's you know it's, it's yeah it's got the drama it's got sex it's got um what you call it you know a little bit of comedic relief from time to time it's yeah. got the music it's got you know oh, uh, a little bit of power in it so passionate. i'm just <laughs> i love i love p valley guys i, was, I, I would like to you i've been speaking about it for so long and i was like i've watched p valley yeah i done the right thing started watching oh. it that's all right, guys. Too many things on the playlist. Yeah. We'll there, there is, but like, I would say, please, guys, top top three at least. Yes. You have to watch yeah. it this year. You have to watch P Valley. But um, yeah, and that's it, really. Um, music has just been Spotify. They've just released time capsules for everyone. So if you've been on Spotify for a while, go listen to your time capsule. Mine is trash. Goes all the way back to when you first started. Huh? Uh, wait. Mm. If you I go to your homepage, it just pops so up. 
Yeah, it's really? like the first thing. It's for your you, playlist. What do you call it? The for you playlist as well. Yeah, really? we'll be in there. What's in it? Mine had wait. Yeah, it's for you. Like if you go to your for you section. Yeah, but that's it. What else have you guys been listening to? You go first, then I guess Mutz. Oh, um, well, I attempted to listen to my time capsule and it was trash because it had too much Rita Ora and Nicki Minaj. Where from? Yes, and Jay Z and Kanye, like all of the songs off that album, or like three or four. When have I ever listened to that? When have I ever listened to a joint album? I don't do those things. So I don't know where those came from. But what I've been listening to, so just quickly two things. I just finished Love Life, um, which is uh, an American show. The lead stars Anna Kendrick, which if you'd ever said that I'd be watching anything with nothing against her, but she tends to be in like stuff that I don't really enjoy. But it's um it's a show where it follows one person and the different um interactions they have involving love. So it will be her relationships and then her non-platonic uh, non well yeah her platonic relationships and her non-platonic relationships, and each mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. focuses on specific people. That she has those relationships mm. with. Me and Mum binge watched like it. my kind of thing. Zams, you'd enjoy it. You definitely enjoy yeah. it. Zams, you would enjoy it. I've just started watching it. It's it's really good. It's on Showmax, and it's like short mm. and sweet yeah, as well, yeah. which I love. Like mm. good twenty seven minutes done, and it's ten episodes mm. as well, which is also great. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that. It's pretty good. And then what mm. I'm listening to is um, Tom Meesh and Yusuf. Is it Yusuf Days? like release some bonus tracks from what kind of music which is one of my favorite albums um and i think it was can you feel it is one of the songs that i'm loving like the bass i'm a big fan of bass just just throw all of the bass on a song <laughs> all of it, Love it. and like we all yeah. know tom Mish is just like unreal Amazing. so album, yeah i think it kept me going through lockdown it's like since last year, since this year, like waiting for that album and then when it dropped and I just, yeah. But the bonus tracks, I was like, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. You gave us so much Good. already. But yeah, that's me. Sykes? Is that me next? Oh, Sam, you can go next. Sorry. I'm just still trying to think like what won't sound outdated. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm that music sure. from 30 years ago can't be saying that <laughs> no I'm kidding um, I think from a TV perspective I am watching Love Island again obsessed yeah, Love Island Love, Love Island going. US Love Island the one that I hate usually mm-hmm. I'm watching it Okay. Um, and that's because there's a beautiful love story that's happening over there for one, like... we, yeah, speaking of representation, it's so good to see that Love Island switched things up this year. And there was more black people. Oh, this Love is the Island American, US. Right? Yes, US yeah, Love Island US. Here, a couple of black people. That would here. not happen. No, yeah, the UK. That. They're like black people who, black men. Yes, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was Michael and Patricia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Priscilla. <laughs> Priscilla, Patricia, you know. No, she said Patricia. I mean, Priscilla, oh, Patricia, Priscilla. like it's not what far off. It's not far off. It's not far off. Not sure. No, yeah, so yeah, the reason why I actually started watching it was because there actually was a lot of uh, black representation, which is amazing for once. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And that particular love story between Caleb and Justine 
is my favorite. Oh, so, Caleb. Like, yeah. you're just throwing it all out there inside. No, inside I mean, I haven't, I haven't said who the winner was. <laughs> no, just but we don't know. Story. Like, obviously, I'm still watching from the but beginning. But you know the characters. No, oh, but I don't right. know. Ah, uh, I did. Come on now. Spoilers. <laughs> come on now. S- sorry. Paul did such a good job. She was just like around the spoilers. Uh, okay, as you skip. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. And it's amazing. Aww. And from a music perspective, you know, after seeing Langa perform the other week, I have just been drowning in that album once more. <laughs> it just sounds even better now after... You know, hearing the live version, it just, yeah. You two are so extra. The eye contact that's going on between the two of you and understanding. (laughs) We know. He was speaking to know. Angel transcended that night. Wow. We went to church. We came back. Then we went to the... We were levitating in the heavens. And we came back. Honestly, it was amazing. Okay. I feel you. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. So, yeah, I've been listening to Lana, which has been mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. So, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I've been doing the past week or so. Sexy. Listening to Asha 2001. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you helped me. Please. You remind me. You got it, Dad. <laughs> Great you album. <laughs> Those are bangers. Those All are tunes. <laughs> Two great Classic. albums. Very yeah. great albums. Actually not. Oh, actually not. Um, no, actually, I I went back and um, because clearly I like to be stressed out, so I'm talking about what I'm watching. Okay. Right. So I, I don't know if you guys watched Power till the end. Oh no, I've never watched oh, it. No, I no. fell off that bandwagon. You didn't watch Power till the end. No. no. Ah, guys, come on now. I got annoyed. You got annoyed. I got annoyed. That's like it's too I much. It looks stressful. It looks very stressful. No, it, it it did become a lot. So I started watching that. Uh, Power. What's it called? Power book. Power book. Ghost. Yeah, with that has Tariq as the with main Tariq. character. Mm. God, guys, please do don't do it. Don't do, no, don't. I'm not going to. You know when you just like, oh okay, let's just see what this is about, and you're just like, eh? what in the what in the hell? It literally feels like it's ten episodes crammed into one every single time. <sighs> so by the time you get to the end of the episode, you're like, shit, what the hell happened at the beginning? Because so much drama, and it's just like things that don't you don't see the end of that drama it just feels like they're just piling on the drama and you're like okay what does that mean like where are we going with this what are you trying to tell me so it's just uh it's just a waste of time really i feel quite annoyed that i started that you should be watching p valley though i do know with power book method man is in there you know my oh, love. actually, yesterday, today, he looks what? decent all the no, time. No, no, what no, do no, you no, mean? No. But you haven't seen him there. Like this is like next level decent. I'm like, as this guy always been. He's always. I told you. But yesterday, today, and forevermore. Watch that thing and then come back and tell me. He's hot heart. If you thought you knew him hot. Go watch that thing and then come back and tell me. Yeah, but let's go watch that one episode. <laughs> I, I forever knew Method Man was hard. <laughs> but no, he's, he's always been. He's always been a good looking guy. Always. But yo, I, this time I was like, yeah, is this the same man's thing? <laughs> but yeah, he's looking, he's looking Doing proper. Things. He's looking proper. <laughs> so that was the, the one nice thing about it, you know? 
But no. other than that, please, guys, don't stress yourself. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe it. it's just me, but I just felt like it was overwhelming. Didn't close the loop on a lot of stories. It was just like a bunch of drama thrown into the mix. And no. So I think I'll just have to get the recommendations from you, man. And start you, on that list. P-Valley. Mm, P-Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cool. That's the I'm, only thing you need to know. P-Valley. Just P-Valley. That's it. <laughs> um, that's the tweet. So P-Valley, guys. The TV show to watch in Love Life. Um... Langa Mavuso Ovi. Oh, also, I just want to give a, like a, a shout out, right? So I was listening to the time capsule and Bat for Lashes Daniel came on. Oh, um, what a tune. Honestly, Bat for Lashes, guys, was doing the things in the late noughties. And uh, just shout out to that lady. I know it's a band, but like shout out to the lady, the lead singer, because she was doing bits. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was uh, what was on our playlist. Amazing. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, no, guys, that was our first episode. Um, thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> what a treat it was. Like, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. The <laughs> laughs, <laughs> bit of bickering here and there. The verb. I can't believe did that. The verb did that. Heated. The club got you guys sweating. <laughs> It's like, excuse me, <laughs> my number. No. It's ways. It was at the club. Hey, <laughs> excuse me, dude. No, but honestly, like, we hope you guys enjoy the first episode. Yes. This is a milestone. Yes. Like, we're super excited to get this out to you guys and get feedback. Tag us in any follow us. feedback. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram. and Twitter. Uh, use our hashtag. So we're actually going to run through all of that because I know it's a lot. Like you can you can follow us at, at WSTT podcast. So on both platforms is that. And then you can use the hashtag WSTT podcast. So obviously it is. Share your dilemmas. It is. It is. Guys. What is the podcast? Who? <laughs> Give us the drama. <laughs> Give us the no. drama. We'll just, yes, you'll just get you. like loads of different perspectives. <laughs> On it, which is always great. <laughs> yeah, as, as you guys heard, so necessary. <laughs> yeah, but please share your dilemmas, share any feedback, you know, just give us a, a bit of an idea of what you think of the show. And yeah, we're looking forward to bringing you episode two. So we'll have a rotation and someone else will be hosting the various, well, we'll have someone hosting a different segment or each of us hosting a different segment and then. Yeah, it runs like that for the entire season. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.